Now we've entitled the message today, Give Me This Mountain. I only had two people. Give me this mountain. Now this is a statement that was made by Caleb when the children of Israel finally came to the promised land. All the generation of Caleb and Joshua had died in the wilderness. But these two men inherited the promise. There's so much that we can learn from them. They inherited the promise. I want, I want people who finish the course. What about you? You want people who finish the course, not just people who started and never finished something. And in, let's go to Numbers chapter 13 quickly. See if we can look at some scriptures there from Numbers 13. You know, they had been sent as spies by Moses in verse 2. And then uh, we find, of course, Joshua and Caleb. And verse 16 says, these are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. I wish I had time to say several things about that. Look at verse 26. Now they departed and came back to Moses, those are the twelve spies, and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and at Kadesh, they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. Listen to this. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is his fruit. In other words, whatever the promise God gives to you is true. It's true. Whatever he tells you is true. He doesn't, he says because that's the way it is. So the promise was there. Then, then of course, uh, verse 28, the ten spies say, nevertheless, they could have stopped right there. They couldn't have added any word. They could have said, truly, what God has promised us, this is the promise. We agree it is. And we have seen the fruit of it, and here is the fruit. But they started speaking unbelief. And therefore, as they were saying all this, you can read it in your own time, verse 30, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Say, I am well able to take the promise of God upon my life. That should be your attitude. I'm well able. I'm well able. No, but there is this pandemic. No, I'm well able. I'm well able. Hallelujah. All oh, the business has been this. No, I'm well able to do business. I'm well able to prosper because this is the will of God for me. But, verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Now look at these people, uh, these other ten spies. They looked at their situation from the natural perspective. While Caleb and Joshua looked at the situation from God's ability and God's power. Listen, God doesn't ask you to do because it's possible. He's asking you to do so that you can rely on his power and see in his power and you can rely on his power and see the manifestation of his goodness. 
When it looks impossible, God measures at making the impossible possible. You always should be thinking, we should be thinking that way. And then verse 33, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own side, and so we were in their side. I can say a lot of things regarding that, but because of time, it's actually they say this, we were as grasshoppers in our own side, and so we were in their side. Listen, that's why we are supposed to identify ourselves with Christ. If we see ourselves in the light of our redemption, others will be able to see the same thing. Because we have confidence in his ability, not in our ability, not in what we are able to do, but what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. In, in Numbers 14, so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the, in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness. Verse 6. But Joshua. But Joshua. I want to tell every one of us to be different. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephne, who among those who had spied out the land tore their clothes as they spoke to the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. In other words, every promise of God is an exceedingly good promise. It is. They are good promises. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Let me tell you something. You can't approach life with your emotions. Emotions, you know, being emotional, actually, emotions are okay. We, we have the emotions. But you can't fulfill the will of God by being emotional. God is spirit. What we do, we take his word, which Jesus says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. We take his words by faith into our spirits. I like saying this. Yours and my spirits are the reception center of God's will. That's where the word of God goes to, into our hearts or into our spirits. And, but the congregation become emotionally because of the report that they had had. Now can you imagine of this? They couldn't take the report of Caleb and Joshua. They took the report of the ten. The ten. Let me tell you something. You might be going in the way God wants you to go, and sometimes you may look like you are the only person going that direction. But let me tell you something. The number does not reflect the will of God, always. It doesn't mean like, like um, let me illustrate, let me say it better. That doesn't mean that if there are 100 people doing something, or 1,000 people doing something, that that is the will of God. 
You might be among a thousand people and they are going a wrong direction. But because you've had the conviction of the Holy Spirit inside of you, you might be the only person who will be standing out. And if God is with you, you and God are the majority. It's not the popular opinion, church. It isn't the popular opinion. It's knowing exactly what you are supposed to do and doing it. It's knowing exactly what the will of God is and doing it. It's not how many, how many people are saying it that is not the will of God. Because, again, people are deceived, unfortunately. Now, God gave him a promise in verse 24. God wanted to destroy all of them at a go. But Moses stood and asked the Lord not to. You'll find that in, in chapter 14. But verse 24, God says this, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him. Say that, I have a different spirit. I have a spirit of faith. And has followed me fully, I will, in, I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Now, let's go to Joshua chapter 14. The promise of God. He's been given a promise. And remember, church, God is faithful. When he gives his promise, he will fulfill it. I said this past Sunday, that even if all people around are unfaithful, God does not change. He remains faithful. He remains faithful. But if there is only one person who is believing him, he will show himself strong on that person's behalf. Now look at verse 6. Then the children of Israel, uh, the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephne, the Kenizzite, said to him, he's speaking to Joshua, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Don't forget that. I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Faith is in two places. Is in your mouth and in your heart. Believing is of the heart. Look at this. They saw the same giants with the, 12, with the other spies. They saw the same giants. They saw the fortified cities. But listen, they didn't, Joshua, I mean, Caleb is saying here, I didn't bring back the word to Moses as what I saw in the natural, but I brought the word to Moses as what I saw in my heart. In other words, the words that I spoke, they are words of faith. There are words that I release in line with the promises of God because God says he is going to give us a land. There is nothing that is going to stop me from believing the word of God even if the circumstance that I'm looking at may be even completely contrary to what the word of the Lord has said. I am not going to speak according to the circumstance. I'm going to speak according to the word of God, the promise of God in my heart which is alive. That's the way to win. That's the way to win. 
And he says, I was 40 years old. And now, nevertheless, he was 40, 40, 40, I was 40 years old when Moses sent the servant of the Lord. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses saw on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, I want you to have a vision. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years. Can you imagine of that? This man, I'm going to say something here and pay attention to this. This man is 85. It has taken 40 years for the promise now. It has taken 40 years, actually. He was 40 years, and then he says, now I'm 45, he, 40, I'm 85. Actually, he's 85 at that time when he's speaking this. It's taken that many years for the promise of God to be fulfilled. But look at this. Though it tarries, wait for it. People give up so quickly. You should never be one of them. People give up so quickly. And look at this. He's waited for the promise. And God has kept his word. But this is amazing what he says next. He says this. Uh, see, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day 85 years old. This man is 85. Now the, listen to what he says. As yet I am as strong this day, as on the day that Moses sent me. Come on, the Bible is the truth. I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for all, both for going out and for coming in. Now let me show you something here. They had the same menu. Okay? They ate the same food, manna. They were in the same condition with all the others who are above 20 years, 20 years and above. They were in the same condition. But listen, they died, he lived. That means as good eating well is wonderful. I mean, knowing what to eat is wonderful. But let me tell you something that will kill you faster. The words of your mouth. That's what killed them in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the wilderness. It was the word of their mouths. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. At 85, this man says, I am as strong as I was 45 years ago. I want that. I want that. And Tina's and my back will be straight at 85. In fact, I have been contemplating going to Mount Kilimanjaro at 85. I've started contemplating, and I might be praying that at 85, and raising millions and millions and millions of dollars for orphans, vulnerable children, and the elderly at that 85, and I'll be coming back and say, God, I'm back. Any more assignment? 
Remove the word old from your mouth. Remove the word old from your mouth. Remove the word fat from your mouth. Remove the word weak from your mouth. Say the word of God. Say what the word of God says. Say concerning your bones. Hallelujah. Remove words like my family have a problem with the bones. You are not of that family. Psalm 103 says, My God renews my youth like the eagles. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Remove the word old from your mouth. I hope you are hearing me. Because as much as those words come out of your mouth, old, 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 people turn their, their, in their 30s and they are old. Some turn even their 27, 28, and they are old in their thinking. They're wrong old. Because there are days are old age, which is good. This man at 85, he's in a good shape. He's strong spiritually, he's strong physically. He's partaking of the inheritance at that age. And listen to what he says. Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with them. And he uses the same word that he used 45 years before. Then he says, I shall be able. I say, then we are well able. Today I say, perhaps. In fact, he says, it may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive out as the Lord said. To drive them out as the Lord said. And that's exactly what happened. Now, let me see. Whew, we have a few minutes here. Listen, church. <laughs> as we go to Mount Kilimanjaro, we are stepping out prophetically saying, give me this mount. We are saying it. We are stepping on the highest point of Afri in Africa with yours and our faith, like I said earlier on, and prayers proclaiming, give me this mountain. Now listen to this. We've heard from this pulpit being taught this, about the seven mountains of influence. We are raising funds as we speak, godly influence over the mountains of family and education. Now I want you to see something there. Family Vulnerable and orphan children, they came actually from broken families. They didn't have even a family. But when we start bringing, we bring them in and start showing them to, the way to live, do you know what we are preparing them for? A goalie family. In fact, they've come to a goalie family and we are preparing them to have their own goalie family so that their children may not experience what they have children. What about education? Such a key thing. Pastor Carl has taught these children, and has said it over and over again. These, there are two major reasons that you are in this, in this home. First, that you may know God. Secondly, that you may acquire a good education. What are we doing by stepping out there? We're proclaiming by faith. We'll stand there on Sunday, or this, this coming Sunday, and we proclaim by faith. And we'll have Holy Communion right up there. Brother Francis will be preaching here. I'll be preaching up there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, 
we are proclaiming by faith over these two mountains, among others, that they are our inheritance in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. We proclaim it. And today, you may be facing a mountain in your life. A situation that seems impossible for you to get over. Or unfulfilled promise in your life. You have no way in the natural to overcome, uh, to overcome. But from the scriptures we have read, the mountain actually was not like the mountain in Mark, Mark 11. You understand that? Mark 11, 24 and all that. The mountain here was, to, to Caleb, was the fulfillment of God's promise to him. It was his inheritance. That's exactly what it was. It's different from, from uh, that Mark 11. He says, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. This is God's promise for him. It was God's promise for him to inherit. And let me tell you something. You may be facing something today that seems again impossible, but this is a promise, God's promise for you. To have victory in your situation. To have victory in your situation. Another promise, to triumph. This is the promise of God for your life, to triumph. And listen, another one, God is for you, not against, against you. Say, God is for me, not against me. Say it at home, God is for me, not against me. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. In every, in every place. God's will for you, church, is for you to triumph, for you to obtain the promise. First John 5, 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Listen, do you know what, what is supposed to happen concerning your situation? Take the word, hear it. Let faith rise up within you. You'll see that situation melting before your sight. Romans 8, 31 and 32, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us what? All things. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It's the will of God for us to have what? All things through his son Jesus Christ. Shout this. Give me this mountain. I want you to think of your situation and say it. Give me this mountain. Now, maybe looks like you are here to experience your healing. Take that. The promise of God. Think about the mountain as the promise. The promise of God is by His stripes you are healed. It may be finances. You obey the instruction of the Holy Spirit. The promise of God is to give you. Or freely all things, providing your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. Probably you are laid off during this time. Let me tell you something. The will of God is for his supernatural provision. That you get, you move into another place of a, a door open that you have not experienced before, that when the year began, you had no idea that you are going to get into a better place than ever before 
then said, give me this mountain. This is my promise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. A very important thing to check out for, your words. I'm winding up with this. Your words. Do they align themselves with the word of God? Have you been speaking faith or unbelief? Many people, now they talk of corona. Corona this. Corona this. Why are you late for the meeting? Because of corona. You reported late today because of corona. I mean, people get excuses of corona. Corona. Some get, get now excuses to get the money. Like unfortunately we are seeing to, to in, in, in the you know, government, some few individuals going, our cities coming out of billions of money. What are they using for an excuse to get some money? Corona. Corona. You are of a different spirit. We are a spirit of faith. Listen this, it, it, then, have you been speaking faith or unbelief? If it is much of unbelief that has come out of your mouth, repent. That's how easy it is. Repent of it and make a commitment before God that you'll go to the word and speak the word only in your situation. Go to the word and speak the word only in your situation. Speak to your bones. If it's health, speak to your body. Tell it what you believe. If it's your finances, speak the same. Obey, listen to the Holy Spirit. Start now speaking words of faith. Can you shout again, give me this mountain. Oh, I didn't hear it. You think Caleb, Caleb said like, you know, you know, he wasn't like stooped and all that, give me this mountain. No. He stood there and said, give me this mountain. What are, you, what, what are you believing God for today? I want you to stand in faith. I want you to believe God for the supernatural to come upon you. This is what will change the whole situation. Words of your mouth. Words of your mouth. When you feel so weak, say, I'm strong. Go to the word of God and start saying it. Let me tell you something. We believe in God to go to this mountain. It's not like walking across Jivanji Garden. You know, from one side of up there in Zitwat uh, Street to the other street of Jivanji. No, you know that's not easy. But let me tell you something. In life, you'll go through hard things. You'll go through difficult things. But it matters your attitude. Well, your attitude matters so much. If you have attitude of faith, the spirit of faith, it doesn't matter what you go through. You keep making, making steps of faith. And you keep saying, God, I know you're with me. And I know you will never let me down. Hallelujah. I wish I had more time, but it's not time. Praise God. What will I say? I wish I had more time. <laughs> I would have, we could have dug into these scriptures and found something more and more. But I encourage you in your own time. Go to the word of God. Find out these this scriptures. Speak the word of God concerning your situation. And the Lord will always be faithful 
to fulfill his word for you. Would you please rise up on your feet? I hope you receive something out of this. Be praying for us as you go to, this mount, to the mountain. Be releasing your faith. Lift up your hands, please. Father, thank you for your goodness and your mercy upon your people. There are promises in their lives that I know and even my life that have not been fulfilled yet. But today, we make a commitment before you, Father, to say this, we know you're faithful and we mix our faith with your word and say we are well able to see your promises being fulfilled in our lives. I command every work of the enemy, sickness, disease, depression, fear, every work of the kingdom of darkness, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I cast you out of God's people. Fear, go in the name of Jesus. Suicidal spirit, I break your power now in the name of Jesus. You shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord our God. I speak the blessing of God over you. I speak the blessing of God over even those watching and everyone in this sanctuary and everyone will ever hear this message. I speak God's blessing. You are blessed. You are well able to take the promises of God in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.